All right, hello everybody and welcome back to the Ripple Podcast. In today's episode, I get to have a quick conversation with Jenny Teichert. She is part of a missions organization called One Challenge, the OC. Jenny has spent 26 years in South Africa and in our conversation today, we're just going to unpack some of the creative methods she uses to empower and impact a small area in Fintown, Johannesburg. Let's jump in. Jenny, we're so glad to have you here with us. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, Phil. For people who don't know you, would you share a little bit um, about who you are? Who is Jenny Teichert? Okay. Well, I am a mother of four grown children now. Um, We have one daughter. She's married and has our first grandbaby. That's amazing. Three-month-old. And then three boys. Two are married and one is living in the States, but three are here in South Africa. So That's amazing. So tell us your, yeah, just tell us about your, your upbringing. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Well, I grew up in the Midwest part of the United States in a small town and went to church, grew up in church, um, Christian family. Um, But it wasn't until my dad was transferred to Colorado to the middle part of the U.S., um, and we started going to a different church, and there was a youth group, a really good youth group there, and a good youth pastor, and that really made an impact on my life and really changed me. Um, I think the Lord really used retreats in my life, and it was on one of those youth retreats where I committed my life to the Lord and you know, asked Jesus to be my Lord and That's Savior amazing. of my life. Yeah. Sure, that's awesome. And it was a process from there. Yeah. But yeah. So how did you find yourself living in South Africa? So, um, let's see. I met my husband when I was 21. I'm, he was 22. And we were studying at the time, finishing up university. And he was studying electrical engineering, and I was studying to be an oral hygienist. And um, he had done some missions work overseas, but my my worldview was very small. <laughs> yeah. I just remember um, actually a lady, an older woman from Africa who had shared at a church potluck at our church and telling us what she was doing in the bush in Africa and thinking, that's wonderful that she's, you know, so courageous and doing this, but it's not something I would ever do, <laughs> you know. But um, when I met my husband, when I met Carl, he had taken a, a course called the Perspectives on World Missions, and um, and I also took that course, and it really helped. It actually led our lives in a different direction, just because mm-hmm. we learned what God's heart was for missions and His heart for all nations and all peoples, and kind of the biblical mandate for missions. So that really kind of took us on a different path. Um, we were studying to be professionals, and then we started thinking, well, what if we used our um, our profession to go into missions and go maybe um, minister in an area that's unreached or something? Yeah. But we really, after talking to some people who had done that, <laughs> we really, really realized how difficult that was. And mm. um, so, yeah, we started exploring different options and found an organization which we're with now. It's called OC One Challenge. And they really have a more of a Barnabas heart of coming alongside yeah. nationals yeah. 
and national leaders to do um, discipleship and equip them and yeah. teach and train for church planting and church yeah. health. And so we really liked their vision of yeah. just kind of coming alongside what's already happening in the nation. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. How long have you guys been a part of the, the OC? So we joined in 94 and then we arrived here in South Africa in 97. Sure. So we've yeah. been here 26 years. 26 years. Yeah, that's a yeah. long, that's a long time. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's hard sure. to believe. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, you mentioned, uh, trying to use your professions um, to, um, you know, spread the gospel and stuff like that as, as missions. Mm -hmm. So going into the mission field, um, not necessarily that as a missionary specifically just to, just to preach the gospel, but to actually use the gifts and the skills mm -hmm. that you studied for and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. So what was that process in terms of figuring out that, you know, you did, you said a couple of people were like, you know, it doesn't quite yeah. work. Um, I think my husband really was the one that really felt like he was more called to do something that was not that engineering wasn't going to be an eternal, making an eternal impact with yes, people, yeah. but that he wanted to do something where he was going to be making more of an impact where, it was going to be multiplying. Yes, you know, yeah. What he put into leaders and what he taught them was going to be multiplying. Yeah. So that was a big thing. And then um, I actually, we started having kids at that yeah. time. So my ministry actually became my ministry to my kids. That's yeah. staying home. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to do was, you know, stay home and be a yeah. stay-at-home mom. But I also wanted to have some type of impact in the community. Yeah. 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 So then when we moved here, um, we joined a team and one of the colleague, one of our colleagues did this Sunday school teacher training. Yes. And it wasn't anything that was on my radar, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I came here, someone gave me the, the scripture, Psalm um, 37, 4. Yeah. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Commit your way to him. Trust him and he will do it. Yeah. So I just really held on to that verse because I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing to, because I did want to do something that was going to be significant here yeah. in South Africa. So I joined her with the Sunday school teacher training yeah. and that was all new to me, but I just kind of stepped in and yeah. started helping her and yeah, really that's enjoyed awesome. it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Take us through that process. Um, you know, you said creative yeah. Sunday school yeah, teaching so and what does it look like? Teacher yeah. training. So yeah. what it is is we really wanted to try to impact people in the rural areas at yeah. first. We do the training in the cities too, but we yeah. really saw that there was a need in the rural areas. So yeah. we tried to come up with ideas that they might have around their home, things that they could use around the home. So yeah. using things to teach um, Bible memory and games and puppets and um just drama, doing drama, and then putting a simple lesson plan together. So yeah. they didn't have to have curriculum, but it was helping them just to have lots of different ideas, yeah. creative ideas, and then they could take those ideas and then put their yeah. lesson plan together and that's come up amazing. with a lesson. So Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's it's, been, it's been exciting. It's been rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. seeing in terms of the reward, the rewarding side, um, 
how has that impacted you would you say um you know you're in an area where you know you're doing all this training you're trying to impact the community um how is that you know in a sense come yeah. back to you and mm-hmm. you know What's Usually that been like? I feel more blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I you know we we came thinking that we were going to give yeah. you know, all these things and Which is Usually often the case, yeah. We end up being yeah. Yeah. more blessed in return. Yeah. Just by the people, the connections yeah. you have. You see how they're impacted, you see how they're encouraged. Yeah. Do you have a specific story around that that you could share with us? That's something that sticks out. Uh, um I think just the thing that I always think of is just the joy that maybe it's the the African faces. <laughs> but yeah. Just the joy that people really appreciate any little thing, any, you know, little thing that they can get, any resource, yeah. any um, training or help or anything yeah. they can get. And just how they're so, people, we've found people here yeah. who have so little to yeah. be the ones that are just grateful for the little thing, you know, yes, grateful yeah. for life. And then it just puts everything to perspective. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Just that they wake up and say, I'm thankful for life. That's yeah. because they've seen so many difficult things around them, especially yeah. in the, some of the difficult areas. Yeah. Lived in, so. Yeah. So you've said, yeah, you've mentioned that you've, you know, you do the training, obviously still in the city, but you also, um, go out into the rural areas and so what are some of the areas that you know this training has has led you to and where you're involved so when we first moved here we actually wanted to learn zulu so yeah. we went into soweto yeah and tried to learn we we had helpers that were helping us learn but we went yeah. to church in soweto yeah and so they didn't really have a sunday school program yeah. there so by default i was i kind of started a yeah. program there so we did do a lot in Soweto and then in Zimbabwe and Swaziland and yeah. um, a lot in Soweto, though, yeah. more in Soweto. Yeah. And then um, Limpopo. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell me about the <laughs> the cultural experience of church. I, I'm sure that's something oh, yeah. that um, <laughs> would have been yeah. either a massive yeah. shock or something really exciting that... Yeah. Uh, would have been an experience yeah. for you. And I think you would have had really young kids at the time mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll share a little bit about <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> We had some interesting experiences. So we, I can remember one time visiting a church yeah. and our kids were really little and they were translating. Yeah. So one man, one leader was translating from Zulu into Sutu. It wasn't even English. Yeah. And it sounded like they were arguing and my daughter just started crying and Shame. she was sitting down the aisle for me. And I told the translator next to me, I said, tell her not to be afraid. They're, they're just, you know, they're speaking the message, but yeah. it was just, they were very excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, it was long services. Yeah. Not in our langu- home language, yeah. obviously. And having translators and yeah, long for our kids, but, yeah. um, I think it was easier once I helped start the yeah. the children's program, then they could help me. Yeah. They could be involved. That's like amazing. That. They yeah. didn't have to just sit for yeah. <laughs> three hours. But yeah. Sure. That's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. And so now <laughs> you're involved more with in the area in Fine Town. Mm-hmm. Um, would you share with me just a little bit, yeah, what is yeah, what is that 
at ministry that you're involved in now and so vine town is there's a lot of needs yeah <laughs> um there's about 30,000 people. It's an informal settlement. And um, we were first invited to help with some of the ECDs, the preschool yeah. uh, principals. Uh, one of the pastors in the area wanted us to come and just um, help the teachers to get ready, help their children to get ready for grade one. They didn't have a lot of resources. Yeah. So I, one of my colleagues was also a teacher, so I would go with her, and she did most of that. Um, the workshops that we did, and then they asked me to do more teaching the children how to, or teaching the teachers how to teach Bible, more Bible lessons. Yeah. So that's what my role was. But while we were there, we, um, through a short-term team that came to visit, we, um, they inter- this pastor that we work with introduced us to this Sora Nong, yeah. which means joining hands, Soranong ministry. Yeah. And what it is, it's, it's an orphanage. It's a woman, an 80-year-old widow yeah. who has 10 orphan children that she's been caring for for 20, probably over 20 years. Some of them are, are sure. now in university. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, she lives with these orphan children, and then she started this ministry to go out into the community and care for the sick. So she has, um, it started out with about 20 or 30 caregivers that I was working with. I think at that time was when my kids were older and some of them had already gone to university. So I had more time. And some things in my life had also happened where um, my mom had passed away. I had um, discovered I had an illness, actually. And I started asking myself, you know, you kind of start thinking about the rest of your life and yeah. how you want to make an impact and where you want to serve. And so I thought, um, I also thought no one really knows your story. Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing that I started thinking. I really want to find out what their story is because no one knew my story <laughs> kind yeah. of thing, you know. So, and you learn so much about yeah. someone and you learn so much from each other yeah. too. So. I think those were some things that kind of made me shift and and start thinking more seriously about, you know, where do I want to make an impact? Yeah. How it started was I was just asked to go and walk with them. I went and I actually had an interest in interest in finding out what they actually did. So I just walked the dusty streets of Finetown one day with them, and I saw how they just walked and walked and walked in the community from one patient to the next and just help them bathe, help them make sure they take their medicine, they help clean their house. And it was just heartbreaking. There would be, um, you know, some of the things I've seen were patients laying on mattresses that couldn't move, you know, that were paralyzed, um, TB patients that are, have swollen legs and, bedridden patients yeah. who don't even have any family yeah. like they have little kids that can't even care for them yeah. so the caregivers came in and just kind of stand in the gap and yeah. help care for them where the parents and the maybe some of the family members aren't able to yeah. and, yeah. sure that's yeah, that's so. amazing how often how often are you involved in this ministry and you know, aside from some of the needs you've kind of mentioned, what are like some of the glaring needs yeah. that 
that you see in in this informal settlement you said there's around 30,000 30,000 yeah, people that so live in this in the settlement it's um i would say over 85% unemployment so unemployment crime drugs really bad you know the, it's just getting worse with the drugs with the kids yeah. alcohol you know um just since covid we've seen yeah just it's just people trying to survive basically yeah that's what they're trying to do so yeah we've tried to help the caregivers with small businesses and helping them to become more self-sustainable really tried to make a point of not going alone yeah because i couldn't provide i i could provide some encouragement for them but um as far as training and things we started to have people come in and do hiv and aids training with the caregivers um more education you know with them and um help them to start plant gardens and yeah. tomato kind of a big tomato garden that they planted to be more self-sustainable and and then I found a counselor who's at Sophia Town Counseling Center that does trauma and grief counseling. Yeah. So she's done about 16 weeks of um, just counseling, listening to their story. Um, we also had a time where we just listened to their story and had them. Yeah. We interviewed them and told had them tell their stories, and then we told our own stories so yeah. that we could just connect with the caregivers. Um, yeah, and then. Um, my daughter and her husband did a small business training, kind of an entrepreneurship yeah. business training for them to help them learn how to save, how to budget, see what they have, yeah. what they can start with. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, we just keep trying different things and yeah. trying to encourage them. And then my, I think my biggest passion is doing Bible study with them. Yeah, discovery Bible study and helping them to discover yeah. the scripture on their sure. own. That's and amazing. That's yeah. what I'm hoping will multiply and that they yeah. can help their patients, just yeah. give their patients hope Yeah, <laughs> through the word. No, that's so, that's so yeah. good. With, um, you know, you sharing your stories and hearing stories from some of the caregivers, mm-hmm. is, there a, is there a specific caregiver who's, you know, maybe their story has, has really resonated with you the most and, yeah. You know, I said, you know, you did say as you, you know, as you kind of went on, you you know, you, your heart was changed in a sense yeah. where you were drawn more to mm-hmm. the kids and, and the area and, mm-hmm. and helping people. Was there a story of one of the caregivers that you, you spend quite a lot of time with that, yeah, you know, actually, their story has impacted you? Uh-huh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Would you kindly There's, share that? Um, yeah. A gal, her name is Lovey. She yeah. got that name. Her name was No Lutando. Okay. But when a short term team came to visit, they were walking with the caregivers and she yeah. was an older lady Yeah. that gave this younger caregiver the name Lovey. Oh, that's and amazing. So <laughs> I met her after this other woman had given her that name. And she just was, she's such an open, open person, very, very positive. Um, and yeah, young at the time, she was probably 24, 25, maybe younger when I met her. And she didn't have a father. She shared her story, how difficult it was mm. um, growing up, how they didn't have anything. <laughs> um, but she just was so motivated um, and just eager to learn. And there was another woman who came um, who saw her life and really wanted to um, 
put into her life. And she had mentioned that she wanted to be a nurse, this caregiver. And so through the funds of this woman, she's been able to study and become a nurse. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) And provide for her her mom and her sisters. And yeah, she's just an amazing, amazing person. That's awesome. Um, How often are you in that area? Do you go through... How can people, if you know, if people are looking to get involved and to help? Um, yeah. So I go uh, about twice a month on a Thursday morning from about 9 to 12, just in the yeah. morning. And um, yeah, people can come and sometimes we'll walk in the community with the sick, you know, visiting the sick patients, pray for the sick people. That's one thing. If anybody's interested in doing that, <laughs> Um, or just coming and walking and just learning from the caregivers, you know, any skill that anybody has, they're welcome to bring. Um, yeah, we've had like people bring (laughs) self-defense skills for the caregivers. We have a woman from our church actually this week, this Friday, she's coming. She has a business, um, growing trees. She's going to come and plant 35 trees. That's amazing. In, the, in three different schools in the community. That's amazing. Um, I think they love yeah. any visitor that I bring. They yeah. just love it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> if there's yeah something you would love to leave with people listening and um, yeah, what's what's something you would you'd love to encourage people with in terms of you've gone along this journey and you're making an impact and you've seen the change that you've made in, in fine town and all these other areas um, that you've been involved in, whether you've gone overseas and um, Mm -hmm. you know, what's something you would leave with, with those listening. Um, I think one thing would be to step out of your comfort zone (laughs) yeah, because that's where you really learn. Um, I almost feel like I was forced out of my comfort zone in a way. Um, And don't be afraid to, Try new things. Um, maybe you don't know exactly what your gifting is and just trying different things, serving different areas. But if you do, when you do find out what your gifting is, um, just to be who God's made you to use, you know, just to focus on really living out your gifting. Yeah. So that you can see the fruit, yeah. more fruit and um, bring people along. Don't do it alone. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. You know, we have each other. We don't have to do anything by ourselves. We can yeah, serve and minister <laughs> together and yeah. um, fill in the gaps. And then I think also just having a prayer group, prayer support around you, praying for one another. Yeah. That's what I would leave yeah. <laughs> with people. No, that's amazing. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing. Sure. Um, yeah, and we trust that, um, yeah, we people that hear hear your story hear where you're getting involved and that you know people are looking for an area to get involved i think there's always a need there's always there's always space to bring hope there's always space to help people and um with the sunday school teacher training yeah if people are interested yeah so it's amazing so yeah Yeah. well well, hopefully people will be inspired to to get involved whether it's with you or um to start something that you know maybe god's put on their heart so yeah thank you for sharing and thank you for being a part of this thanks paul cool so much (laughs) thank you